0: So there is a lot to keep track of these days, but have you heard about this massive computer hack that reached deep into the systems of the U.S. government and beyond? It's big, and we still don't know the full scale of the damage from what is being called the SolarWinds hack, but we wanted to learn about what is known right now. So we reached out to Dr. Jason Thatcher. He is the Milton Stauffer Professor of Information Systems at the Fox School of Business at Temple University. Really, really interesting conversation. give a listen. So let's kind of start with a general idea here. What happened? What do we know to this point?
1: So so we know a team of of what we call black hat hackers, uh, probably working for a national government, inserted a a sliver of code called malware into a, a software company called SolarWinds, which offers a suite of tools which are used by most of the Fortune 500, all top 10 US telecoms, all five branches of the US military, the Pentagon, the State Department, NASA, I can run you down the list, it goes all the way to the Oval Office, okay? It also inserted the code into the software that is used by the top five US accounting firms, plus most of the universities and colleges in the world, okay? And what that code does is it sits on somebody's server for about two weeks quietly until it's activated. And then when it's activated, it gives you access to the system such that you can start pulling out data. You can make changes in the system quite innocuously. And here's the thing, where it was uploaded to was a secure digital repository where only the real code sits. It looks authentic. It gets signed by SolarWinds like it's authentic and then it gets pushed out to all these people. So so think of it this way. I send you an email that comes from your bank. You trust your bank. You verified your bank. Your bank has digitally signed it. This is money in the bank software, right? Only it's actually not money. It's, it's corrupt. It's fool's gold. And so, so these, all of these organizations trusted SolarWinds as far as we can tell, right? And SolarWinds thought it was doing the right thing, but the hackers gained access. Is this
0: unprecedented? I mean, the concept and the scale, where
1: does this fall? So the concept falls. I mean, this concept was out there back in the '70s and '80s, right? This was this was kind of the, the the slam dunk that would have won the NBA title, kind of hit, where where everybody everybody thinks, oh, wouldn't this be interesting if this were to happen? If you're sitting on the other side, and if you're on if you're on the on the inside of the perimeter, you're thinking, this is the one I've got to defend against. So these things have happened to companies before, but the size and breadth of this and that we know about it, okay. That, that these companies are coming clean because they didn't used to come clean when it happened in the up until the nineties. This is pretty stunning. Like the this the scope of it is is really really quite shocking.
0: Do we have a time frame for when this happened? I've heard. I think I heard like somewhere between March and June. Or is that just speculation at this point?
1: I, I, that sounds about right. And we know that a lot of hacker activity was occurring as COVID was hitting. Uh, that was actually one of the, the conversations, not just in, in industry, but on the academic side is we we started seeing hackers uh, hitting hitting healthcare institutions or starting to hit hit financial services. Uh, if they had data and they had a back door, possibly they were trying to get in because people were frantic, right? We were all running around trying to figure out how to do business remotely. And if you think about what happened and I'm, I'm guessing you, you experienced it, I certainly experienced it. Suddenly we were all told to work from home and don't come to the office. And most of our security systems are built around the idea that we work at home and a select few employees, excuse me, we all work in the office and a select few employees work from home. When you switch that paradigm, your security people and your IT people who sit next to each other but don't always talk are suddenly really, really busy and the firms become vulnerable. So yeah, it's really plausible May to June that would would have if I were if I were on the other side, if I were a black hat hacker, this this is when I would have make, taken my shot.
0: I have heard some people attribute this to Russia. Do we know that or is that just speculation given kind of track record?
1: I would probably attribute that to track record These kind of things are murky. Um, it's the, the first impulse in, in, in many places when we hear about a breach of this magnitude is one is a nation state. Okay, two, it's the Russians. Uh, I don't know if that's actually always true because the Iranians are pretty good too. The North Koreans are fairly genius. The Chinese have a tremendous capacity. Uh, we have a capacity to, to go the other way too, right? It's, this, is, this is an ongoing conflict that's being waged quietly across the world. And I'm not trying to sound conspiracy theorist, theory oriented, but, but cybersecurity and cyber warfare is, is, a, is, is a real thing.
0: What are the main big picture concerns coming from this? Or are we still really kind of don't quite know what we don't know at this point?
1: We, well, one, we don't know what's been affected, right? We, we know the scope of companies effect is pretty breathtaking. The actual systems, we don't know 100%. Okay, that's, that's, that's the first thing to be aware of is we're going to get more news that's probably not very comfortable in the coming weeks. Okay. I, when, I, when I reflect on this, if you look at it, we actually have a pretty good idea of how to respond. Uh, we've, we've had issues re- released by the U.S. Cybersecurity Infrastructure Agency. It's called CISA or CISA, depending on who you talk to, that have given like a four-step process for how firms are to respond. And it's, and it's pretty simple. The first thing they do is they say, image all the systems that you know are running SolarWinds. So, we, so we, we clone an image so we know what we've got. The second thing we do is we start analyzing our network and we look for unusual patterns of behavior, okay? And they call these indicators of compromise, okay? The third thing we tell people to do is to disconnect everything that you, can, you think is actually compromised. And then the fourth piece is we just tell people to, to disconnect and wait, right? In, until we get further guidance. It's not the end of the world. It's just really uncomfortable.
0: How long do you think it will be until we understand the full scope of this? Are we talking
1: months or years? Uh, we're talking months probably. Um, and, and, but but, but the, the, the impact psychologically could last a lot longer, right? So, so it's kind of interesting. What happened back in May and June when, when companies radically – they decentralized and they sent everyone home suddenly firms started paying a lot of attention to security and they started paying a lot of attention to IT because they had to, to create remote and distributed workforces. And we kind of all have been talking about that since the early nineties, right? Like the rise of the internet, you, you may remember people talking to 20 years ago or, or actually I'm old, you're probably not. But, but 20 years ago, we are all talking about how everyone's gonna work from home. Well, suddenly they're all doing it and they're all making security investments, and now my, my worry is that in the back of people's heads, going to sit what happens if something like Solar Winds happens again, right? And that's going to slow us down and make us less agile. But, but the actual data impact and whatnot, it's, it all can be mitigated. I mean, the, the steps that have been outlined and pushed by CISA, they're 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 solid steps. How did with, how did this get discovered? How
0: would how we find out that this happened?
1: So this is actually kind of interesting because because one of the vendors that uh, that that was involved with SolarWinds, I'm trying to remember their name. I think it's FireEye. Uh, they they found evidence of the breach when they were investigating a breach into their own systems and they notified SolarWinds and SolarWinds acted there. So they were a client of SolarWinds and SolarWinds did the right thing. Right. They They notified their clients and they made it public, which is exactly what we're told to do and exactly what we teach at, at Temple to our students. If there's a breach, you let people know so people can take corrective action.
0: What should the average person be worried about with this? If somebody hears this, they, they've heard it in the news. What should, I don't even want to say worry, but what should the average person be on alert for, for how this could possibly touch them?
1: I would, I, this is where we're all in that uncomfortable holding pattern I talked about before, right? Because these are national security interests. These are major corporations. We don't know what kind of access they have. We don't know what type of data they swiped. Um, we don't know exactly how long they did this and, and whether they, they've they actually opened up the back door into all the systems they have access to. So, so, we all just kind of need to be in a wait and see kind of, mo- we're at a wait and see kind of moment.
0: How do we, I don't want to say prevent, will we hit a point with this type of stuff, with hacking, with cyber warfare, where it is like nuclear weapons and there's a point of mutually assured destruction and it kind of assures everybody standing down, or because this is so murky and kind of based on misdirection and hard to pin down, are we ever going to hit a point where we can all kind of get everybody around a table and say this has
1: to end? Oh, that's a really great question. Um, as someone that studies this, there's a little bit of me that hopes that it never ends because it's fascinating to watch, right? Uh, and 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 I probably will get yelled at for saying that, but it's really an interesting cat and mouse game between two groups of really, really smart people. Now I know which side I want to see win. It's like a classic Western, right? It's always the white hat you wanna see come out on the good side. Um, but that doesn't always happen. I I honestly don't think we're ever going to see a a formal peace treaty that's signed and adhered to by all the major actors in the world. Espionage has gone on since the Romans, okay? Gathering data and intelligence to secure business advantage and to secure national advantage is is as old as as hunter gatherers would be my guess, okay? Uh, Having clear rules of the game and having plans for recovery, that's new. Right. And we're and we're getting better at that every day. If you you know, if you talk to the chief information security officers, like they, they call themselves CISOs, they are getting better and better at it. And, and there are so many things that you never hear about. Like, like the average person, for example, isn't aware that there are more than a million phishing attempts every day. Like there are just hundreds and thousands of them and they evolve really quickly. And mostly because there aren't any data breaches tied to them, right? So so do I see a peace treaty where, where the states and Russia are going to sit down and, and work for a peace and Biden and Putin are going to hug it out? Probably not. Do I see us continuing to, to be just fine in our day-to-day lives with the occasional thing that worries us? Absolutely.
0: Just kind of paint a picture. What could be the worst case scenario of something like this?
1: Would oh. it just
0: be all this, everything is raided? And we lose all this intellectual property across the board. We lose money. Like, what? What's the? What could be the worst case scenario of a situation like this?
1: So, so the worst case scenario is somebody gets in, they set up a piece of software in plain sight. Okay, it looks like a trusted application, despite all of this remedial work that's going on, and it persists. And so as a result, they're able to get a trickle of, of, of mission critical firm data, out to say a fortune 500. They're able to get mission critical intel out of a, of a defense agency. And they're going to be able to do that for a very, very, very long term period of time. Now short term disruptions, that's fine. We have disaster recovery plans. We have professionals that, that can help us make corrections and shifts and, and adjustments as we need to. That that secret backdoor, quote unquote, or that 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 a malicious agent that's operating within the boundaries of a firm or a security agency, those are the worrisome ones, because because they're going to be able to affect long term policy decisions, which impact our health and well being and security.
0: When you're dealing with something like this, is your concern the loss of information or the things that people will learn that they shouldn't learn? Is it people could put fake things in place, people think they're reading A and they're really reading B. Are all are those all things to be concerned about with something like this?
1: It, it really depends on the system that they're touching, right? So if, so if they're corrupting our data sets, such that say we're building an artificial intelligence system, or an AI is a, a supervised or a semi-supervised or unsupervised AI that uses that data, and the data is wrong, now we're making estimates or projections on that using that system based on data with which is giving us bad answers which which results in all kinds of things going wrong right so 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 there's a concern about the integrity of data there's there's a concern about other people getting the data the actual and really a smart the smart play here i think would be to grab the data not not distort or disrupt operations, but get provide others access to that data you're using to make decisions about your firm, firm strategy, and about your relationship with your customers. So so people can second guess or or uh, or or figure out what you're going to do and make better decisions for what they should do in response.
0: We talked about, you know, how long till we know the the breadth of this. Are there going to be things that could happen that we're not going to realize we're connected to this? Or will we be able to reverse engineer that the information that, that led to A, B, and C came from
1: this hack? It depends on what they got. And we don't know what they got yet. I, I would be hard-pressed to tell you that of the 425 firms the Fortune 500 firms, and God only knows how many small to medium-sized enterprises were, were breached as well, right? Um, of those 425 firms, each one does something different. So that so the pressure points or touch points in each of those companies will be different. So so it's a it's going to be a, it's, this is where you, you sit back and you you is is someone who can only watch you you get out your popcorn. And you get your soda and you watch the story unfold, right? And, and you put a lot of faith and trust in the security people. I know a lot of those people, okay? And, and, or I know a few of them. I can't say a lot because there's a lot of security people out there. And, and they're pretty good. You know, I, I'm not going to lose sleep tonight over this. I, I'm not going to be comfortable, but I, I'm perfectly confident in the, in the different agencies and the company's ability to respond to this. How much
0: will, you know, obviously nobody wants this to happen, but how much when we're on the other side, how much will this make us stronger? Because we'll understand these vulnerabilities and how much will it accelerate security practices from what we learn from this when it's when it's all said and done? I, I,
1: I think what we're going to see. So it's really interesting. Right. So first, chief information security officers, they're kind of a club. They all talk. Because right? they're all they're all fighting the kind of the same fights. It's not in their best interest to have anyone else in their supply chain compromised. So what I think we'll see come out of this is we're going to see a lot better information and in even though these guys are these people already talk, we're going to see more of them talking and there there will be more effective coordination. Okay, and I think that that's going to make us all secure long run. The second piece that's actually really encouraging is that what we have in place already in terms of setting up rules and norms for behavior about notification of breach way better than what we saw a couple of years ago, right? If, if you think about uh, like ICE, uh, the South Carolina Department of Revenue and the Equifax breach, they sat on that news for weeks before they told people. They didn't sit on this. We know about this pretty quickly, right? And it's been disseminated. And what's interesting about this, a breach like this 10 years ago, you wouldn't be talking to me. This would be like, ah, oh, that's some kind of nerd's problem, right? And, and today everybody gets this as important. Okay. And that's a really, from, from someone that's, again, that's interested in this kind of stuff, that's a really powerful watershed moment. And the other piece I think that's going, that, that's going to surface from this, I hope in popular culture, is that everybody understands that these fundamental softwares, the, the some fundamental architecture, or information architect, that's shared by all these companies, that, that we're all better off if we're in it, if we're all better off if we take care of each other. Right. And that's a mental shift that I think is going to be really healthy. That's it for this episode
0: of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.